is the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagons. Brad, the big noise episode, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. Tis indeed the Fade 5 Podcast. And on this Manic Monday, we got uh, tickets in hand, and they are firmly clutched because we are riding on the Hong Kong Plus bus. Lundy, uh, your favorite wager on the board, uh, more likely going to be Monday Night Football related with baseball off for a day before the playoffs start, or maybe it's a future in the MLB postseason. What catches your eye plus 100 odds or greater? Uh, yeah, actually, because uh, we won't have a pod again until Thursday for a little Thursday night football on uh, Amazon Prime, uh, be sure to you know order some notebook paper uh, while you're watching. <laughs> uh, I am actually going to look ahead to tomorrow's baseball action. Um, officially, as of tape time, the Texas Rangers have not announced who's going to start for them in game one at yeah. Tampa. However, there is some speculation that it's going to be Jordan Montgomery. Uh, who's going to be on the bump for them. I've seen that kind of floated out there a little bit. And Montgomery's looked pretty good since he came over from St. Louis. His his ERA with Texas is actually sub 2.8 since that trade. So he has kept teams in check. And if you go and look, at no point in time this season has Tampa seen Montgomery. There is no, there's not a, he hasn't had a chance to face off with the Rays. I can't tell you whether Texas is going to win the series or not, Brad, but if it is Montgomery, and hopefully we'll find out later today, I'm going to take the Rangers to take game one, straight up money line plus 125. I think the Rangers have so much firepower on this team. I think they can get to glass now. I really do. Um, and so at plus 125 on the money line, I'm going to take the Texas Rangers to take game one tomorrow. Now, this is the first game of the day tomorrow. This is a one o'clock Eastern time first pitch from down in America's Wang. So make sure that you uh, get your ticket in on this one if you agree with me or you could fade the living shit out of me if you want to. But um, and tell you what, I, I was looking ahead at baseball because, frankly, over the last couple of weeks, folks, baseball is where I've been making my money. Uh, and so I, Brad Brad gave up. I understand. Brad's a quitter. And, but I decided to stick with the MLB, and I have actually been cashing some tickets. So immediately when these matchups were set, I started looking at some of them. And that's my that's one of my favorites. But I'll tell you what, I got more coming up in base, in a bonus time for you. Oh, I'll give you a little early bonus time. If it is indeed a Jordan McGovern on the bump, uh, keep an eye out on the over under on outs. If it's at like 17 and a half or lower, it's probably going to be 16 and a half or 17 and a half. Will it go a full six innings? I say hell to the yes. I would slam the over on that. And you're right. The Rangers uh, seem to have righted the ship offensively after that outage, that lull they had uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, A-okay. I'm going to fire off, pop off on a Texas Ranger wave. Oh. or three as and, well what else and you by the way just just real quick on that one the plus 125 those are the best odds that's at bet mgm it's mm. actually down at like plus 110 112 at like DraftKings, caesars etc so bet mgm has the best odds on texas on the money line to take game one
Yep, great call there. My plus plus wager on Monday night football. We're going back to the Big Apple, and I say Seattle takes a bite out of that Big Apple on this SGP. Give me the Hawks plus three and a half on that alt line, and I'm going to take the total down. I believe it's like 47, 47 and a half. I'm going to take it down to 39 and a half. Will there be 40 or more combined points? I say, hell, City, yes, there will. So Seattle plus three and a half over on that alt total of 39 and a half. You can get that up. Plus money, plus 105 right now. And I put this together at DraftKings Sportsbook, and I'm merely following the EPA data that is available. Uh, shockingly, Seattle, number four in the National Football League in EPA offense to begin the season. A little bit lackluster defensively, so that bakes in to that over on the 39.5, number 27 in EPA defense. Meanwhile, the Giants, uh, you know, obviously scoring has been a chore, except for the second half of that game in Arizona. Just number 27 in EPA offense, but number 30. Only the Bears and Broncos are lower than them in total EPA defense. Uh, you look at both these teams, uh, they have gone over this uh, proposed alt line on the uh, total in every single game this season, both Seattle and New York. And I believe the Hawks, if they do lose this, the line's been tumbling down a little bit here of late. Uh, I think they're going to lose it by only a field goal. So to recap, SGP, Seattle plus three and a half, and the over 39 and a half on both those old lines. Put them together, plus 105 at DraftKings. With those bets on the board, let's get after it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. Numero Cinco here on the countdown. Oh, yeah, let's get seduced by that juice. I saw this uh, last night as I was kind of thumbing through some of the alt-line markets, and immediately that tractor beam hit me, and I got sucked in on Daniel Jones. I say on the alt-line, he goes for 50 or more ground yards against the Seattle Seahawks. If that occurs, plus 220. Oh, it's real. And it's spectacular. It is available at DraftKings Sportsbook. This is not at all outlandish uh, for him to achieve because he's already done it once this season. He's gone 43-59 and uh, strangely just five rush yards and three games this year. So that's an average uh, right around 38.7 uh, or so. Uh, give or take, but regardless, a uh, guy that has a pretty vigorous workload, uh, he is averaging 8.0 rush attempts per game, uh, and you look at Seattle, I mean, they haven't really faced anybody that uh, bolts on the ground. It's Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, and the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, and they gave up 11-0 and 11, respectively, to those three pocket-tied quarterbacks. Now, Seattle, number nine in EPA rush defense, uh, so that plays into this. But again, no Saquon Barkley. Matt Breida is going to be your starting running back. Who is going to be the leading rusher for the New York Giants in this game? I believe it's Daniel Jones with our undesigned or opportunistic run. So clack and a clack. I will roll the dice. He eclipses 50 rush yards if he does so against the Hawks. Plus 220 available at DraftKings. Lundy, fade or follow. Look you getting sucked in on the two-to-one payday here early. Jeez. You're just like, I don't even care. I don't even care about the normal I, line. I don't. I don't. I'm just. I'm hey, just hey, man, I'm down it, this man. week. I'm down almost four units, and I made a lot of it back. Thank God in that Sunday night affair. Thank well, you, thank Isaiah Pacheco. 
Yeah, thank you for Isaiah Pacheco, who managed to uh, get the job done for you. Uh, I was on my wife's uh, grandfather's farm in western Kansas over the weekend. Uh, So those of you that maybe were trying to hit up the spreadsheet over the weekend and you were like, where the F is Lundy? That's why. okay? because when you're in western Kansas, folks, uh, the cell. No, a couple of tin cans uh, and some string are basically connecting farmhouse to farmhouse uh as uh as we were out there uh and and i love it i I absolutely love her family it's fun to be able to go see them but i really am in the middle of nowhere uh when i'm there at one point brad true story i went up uh, i took a walk on sunday morning uh up to the top of this hill so like i can see cows and shit right but i'm on top of this and literally cow shit too Uh, i'm up on top of this hill (laughs) on the hill I could get a signal so that I could make some oh. bets. Oh, that's big. It was like DJ oh. at his best right yeah, there, baby. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if he gets to this 50 or not, but the true story to this that you just pointed out is that even though Seattle hasn't done it, I mean, come on, folks, is Matt Stafford sprinting up and down the yeah. 100 yards? No, of course he isn't. Uh, so this is going to be the first time that Seattle has been tested in this category against a uh, against a quarterback. So the standard line's at 34 and a half right now, juice to the over. About a minus 130 is what you're going to pay right now if you want to play the over in that one. So what you could do is decide to party uh, like it's 1999 with Brad here on the over 50, but you could also take the standard line just in case he's off his rocker. Oh, crank the prince in the background. Daniel, do some damage on the ground. Number four. All right, numero cuatro here on the Fade Five podcast. Let's go with the kicking market, which has been uh, quite profitable uh, for yours truly on tailing uh, total kicking points. I'm going to do so with Jason Myers of the Seattle Seahawks. Give me the over, Lundy, on six and a half points for him against the Giants. Minus 120, a little bit higher juice there, available at DraftKings, and I'm willing to slap the wallet and pay it. He's gone over this in all three games already this season. 17 total points, 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, That is a game log so far for him. He is 8-11 for 11, uh, on field goal attempts and a perfecto 7-for-7 seven seven on PATs. I already mentioned uh, Seattle kind of a surprising number four in the NFL and EPA total off Defense. The Giants were the worst defenses in the league. And by the way, to the opposing kicker, they've given up 10 points, 8 points, and 12 points. Now, you don't want uh, Seattle's offense to be too efficient inside the red zone, so hopefully they'll bog down a time or two uh, like uh, Kansas City last night. Harrison Bucker took the over on his kicking points at 7.5. I got that plus money, and he slammed that home and just few goals made alone. Could be the same similar story with Jason Myers tonight. Give me the over. 6.5 kicking points against the G-Men. Minus 120 at DraftKings. Lundy, fade or follow. Uh, I'm going to do you one better on this one. I like this one, but where I will tell you that I will go because I'm going to get seduced by the juice. Give me the over on one and a half made field goals for Jason Myers because that is at plus 105. So I get myself into plus territory by going straight field goals instead of points. So you got your option here, folks. But in order to get to the six and a half, in my opinion, he's going to have to kick two. He's going to have to hit a couple of field goals, um, which is something that he's done consistently. And then, as you pointed out, the Giants, that, that's what kickers have been doing uh, to the Giants. So, again, as you said, you don't want too much efficiency inside the 20, inside the 30. But 
for me, I like this play, so I would follow based on yours, but I would rather jump over to the made field goals because that I can get at plus money. Uh, plus money? Uh, screw me. Listen to Lundy. <laughs> Number three. All right, Numero Trace here on the Fade 5 Countdown. DK Metcalf, he is going to catch a D-ball or maybe three in this one. I just need one for a sizable gain. Give me the over 22.5 yards on his longest reception, minus 115, available at DraftKings uh, Sportsbook and also at BetMGM. I'm all over this one. He's already been over this, in fact, uh, twice this season. Uh, He had a 34-yarder against Carolina and a 28-yard catch against the L.A. Rams, uh, averaging a robust 15.6 yards per catch. Uh, He's number 20 in average at the target at 13.8, top 10 in yards per target at 12.3, really uh, revs the engine outside the numbers and should be able to take advantage of uh, Devon- Deontay Banks of uh, the Giants in that secondary. Now, Banks only given up at 10.1 yards per reception mark this year, uh, but is uh, also allowed close to 100 pass rating his assignments. The Giants as a collective allowing 7.32 pass yards per attempt. Uh, but again, DK, I just need to catch one bomb and and you know, Gito, revenge game uh, could be at play in this one. You know, he's got to try to get that sizable gain on a very inexperienced and green secondary of New York. So, fade or follow, DK Metcalf over 22 and a half yards, longest catch, minus 115, MGM or DraftKings. What do you say, Lundy? Uh, I like this one. I want to make sure Gino's got some time, though. Uh, that's going to be important here because I think the Giants are going to dial up the pressure here. I think they're going to try. Wait to- a second. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. The Giants are second to last in the league in sack percentage. They get their first sack until the first series last week against the San Francisco 49ers. I know because I bet against that event happening. And of course, it happened in like the first five minutes of the game. I still, but continue. I still want to see Gino have time. I want to see him have time. All the right. Giants are good. The Giants are going to come after him. Okay, they're going to try to squeeze the pocket on him. They're going to try to. They're going to try to make him. Uh, you know, make dumb decisions. I think that's probably what they're going to try to go for. Now, at the same time, DK's a beast. So you kind of do the old Tyreek Hill trick. F it, he's down there somewhere, and I think Geno can do that when it comes to DK Metcalf. So I like this bet. I think it's going to hit at some point in the contest. But Gino's going to have to be able to get himself that time for DK to get downfield or for DK to get the separation so that he can just break it loose. Uh, under pressure, it does not apply to Geno Smith. He'll have oodles of time to hook up deep with DK Metcalf. Number two. All right, Numero Dose here on the Fade 5 podcast. Speaking of Gino and that revenge game narrative, which if you drove down that street, was somewhat profitable. Over the weekend, I uh, started with a nice little bang out uh, there in jolly old England as Calvin Ridley uh, scored an anytime touchdown against his former employer there in the Atlanta Falcons. But anyway, I say, Gino, give me the over 1.5 passing touchdowns against his uh, former employer there in the Giants, minus 120, available at BetMGM. Gino has the seventh most red zone pass attempts of any quarterback entering week numero cuatro. Now, he's middle of the road, just number 16, 
and a red zone completion percentage. And he's only gone over this uh, one time in the first three games. That was against the Detroit Lions. Uh, but again, you look at the Giants, 7.32 pass yards per attempt, uh, 227.0 pass yards per game. But that's a little bit deceiving of a number because uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, basically signed everybody off the practice squad after halftime and said, hey, here's the ball. Go out there and eat some clock. Uh, so that kind of sways a lot of the statistical data that is available. Uh, the Brock Purdy did throw for two scores against this Giants secondary. I think Gito makes it back to back. So give me the over 1.5 passing touchdowns against the NYG minus 120 at Ben MGM. Lundy, fair to follow. Take it. 13 out of the 18 games last season, he did this. Yep. He had he had multiple. So I know he's only done it what once this season so far. Um, yep. but if you remove that absolutely disgusting game in week one uh <laughs> against the Rams, uh he's looked a hell of a lot better in week two as well as week three. And then I like I said, you correlate that back into last season where he did that in the majority of the games. He had multiple touchdowns. Like I said, 13 out of 18 last season, he he managed to get to the two passing touchdowns, which included that playoff game, by the way. Um, so put all of that together. I, like I said, I know the first three weeks have been a little bit different, but I'm going to go all the way back into last season and put all of that together and say the odds are in your favor that he's going to manage to jump up above this number. Take it while you can. Maybe make it part of an SGP if you decide you want to, but I like this. I think Gino finds the end zone twice. Oh, snatch some of that action right now on Gino Smith over passing touchdown. Number one. Numero uno here on the Fade 5 podcast. And uh, I know there's been some line movement and swaying, and a lot of people are like wondering, like, why the hell are people betting on the New York Giants? Uh, I'm kind of uh, miffed uh, by the line movement myself. You might say, oh, the Sharps. Oh, no, the Sharps. They got action. There's so much money on the New York side of things. You got to fade everything, Seattle. No, that's a, a giant heaping pile of BS. Give me the over on Kenneth Walker the third on 14 and a half rush attempts at minus 128 available at Caesar Sportsbook. Like I know Zach Charbonnet is slowly kind of siphoning off some of the touches in this backfield, but Walker is still the main man. 67.9% opportunity share begin the year. He is top 20 in yards after contact per attempt. Top six in missed tackles fours. He went uh, 12, 17, and 18 rush attempts, so trending in the right direction over the first three weeks, so over in two of three games. New York, again, a bit of a turnstile defensively. 4.15 yards per carry they have surrendered on the ground. A pair running backs have run at least 15 times a against them uh even if this game is hotly competitive or somehow seattle gets a massive lead because i don't see how the giants are going to have this just enormous lead where seattle's got to ban in the run i say walker the third will be featured prominently from start to finish and hit the over on 14.5 rush attempts minus 128 at caesar's lundy my top play of the day fader follow um, I like it. Look, even if Charbonneau, which, by the way, is, I think, an appetizer on an Italian restaurant menu, um, oh, even, even if Charbonneau does get some carries, you go back and look at, at you like you talked about the, the two guys that have already managed to do this. 
against the Giants. And specifically, we're talking about Christian McCaffrey and James Conner. But if you go back to week one, even Tony Pollard had 14 carries um, against them. He was right on this threshold. So even if Charbonneau does it now, the thing you got to watch is the snap share that he is starting to bring in. Because if you go back to the beginning of the season, it was right around 20, 22%, somewhere in that range. Then you go to week three, and that jumped up to 40-something. So I like the idea here of looking at Walker's rush attempts as opposed to his yards or things like that. Because if you do get some of the share, I do think both of these guys could wind up with carries. So I think you could wind up with Walker at, I don't know, call it 16, 17 carries. Charbonneau checks in with, what, 10 maybe? Against uh, the max, max. I mean, but I think regardless, you could wind up being able to cash this one because you're not worried about the yardage. You're looking more at what the rush attempts are because that snap share that has gone up for Charbonneau is something that I think is worth paying attention to. I think that's part of the reason why um, you've got some folks that are a little bit leery about Walker. Uh, use that British butler accent. Kenneth Walker, the third, I believe, caches on those rush attempts. What else caches? It's bonus time! Uh, Lundy, whether it's a parlay, whether it's a side, a total, uh, whatever is your pleasure, maybe it's more MLB action, uh, what else you got? on your betting card today or maybe in the upcoming MLB playoffs. Uh, let me give you a couple more here uh, quickly for this evening. I like Darren Waller on his receiving yards prop, which is juiced up a bit. It's sitting at 47 and a half. Uh, DraftKings has that at a minus 130. Uh, if you want to bet that one, the other way you can bring it down is you could play the alt line, which sits at 50. So you could take him for 50 or more. You can bring that down to a minus 110. Um, you look, in, in my opinion, you look at uh, the, the Seahawks, and the fact that they have been vulnerable to the tight end position. And Seattle does not bring a lot of pressure, but if they try to do any of those kinds of things, Jones may be looking for that little dump off. And, you know, when you don't have Saquon, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. You got you to gotta get rid of the ball quickly, Daniel. Get yeah. rid of the ball really, really, really quickly. Um, and if that's the case, I think you could be looking at Darren Waller. So uh, if he can get, say, five catches, six catches, I think he could get up above this number. So, again, 47.5 is his standard number. If you want to take it up to the alt line at 50-plus, I don't hate you for that one at a minus 120 or decide to back it into a same-game parlay if you decide you want to go that route. Uh, talking about Daniel Jones, uh, Brad, there's one thing that I know that Daniel Jones does uh, well. Um, and and, you know, really, really solid uh, across the board. Uh, and that's throw picks. Uh, so I'm going to take him for an interception in part because I'm getting seduced by the juice. Plus 114 Woo! over at DK for him to throw a pick. I know that it's it's a little bit of a, of a dice roll because if they try to keep the ball on the ground at all, then you minimize the opportunities for him to do that. But I just kind of feel like Jones decides to do something stupid at some point this evening. Um, and I, that's not a big stretch for me to assume Daniel Jones will do something stupid. So I'll take him for an INT again uh, at plus odds over at DraftKings. Back to baseball we go. I told you that I had a couple more that I wanted to play with. Gave you the first one, which is I think Texas takes game one uh, against Tampa. But but there's a couple of the series that I think, frankly, are kind of mismatches. Uh, and I want to go specifically to Milwaukee and Arizona. Now, mm. there's a couple ways you can play this, okay? If you take the total number of games, all of them are set at over under two and a half. Obviously, that makes sense, right? The, these, these initial rounds here over the course of the next couple of days are just the best of three. However, for Milwaukee to sweep against the D-backs is plus 200 at DK. Wow. 
for Milwaukee wow. to just take game one, game two, boom, we're done. And I think that could legitimately happen here. So what's funny is the over-under, if you went under two and a half games, it's minus 110. But if you just take Milwaukee to sweep, it's at a plus 200. So I like that one. The other one that I think could wind up being a sweep is when we look at Philly. Uh, the uh, yep. Phillies at home against the Miami Marlins. Yep. They are at a plus 180 to be able to sweep. So again, I like Milwaukee to sweep against the D-backs. I like Philly to sweep against Miami here in these early ones. Plus 200 for Milwaukee, plus 180 for Philly. And then if you're just feeling frisky because you want to, <laughs> uh, if you put those two together, uh, I don't know, it jumps to like plus six something, plus I can't even remember. So you might just be like, screw it, I'm going to put 10 bucks on them both to sweep. So there you go. A little bit of uh, early look ahead here for you for baseball. I'm excited about this i like the postseason i don't bet on it nearly as much as i do during the regular season because you and i like player props brad and you yep. know what's going to yep. wind up this is where pitching starts to dominate as yep. much as anything else and so i start to dial back so i was trying to find some value there uh one other one real quick by the way i i told you i like texas to win the first game I like the series to go a full three games between the Rangers and the Rays, by the way, which you can take the over two and a half and you can get that at minus 110 over at DK. Yield the floor to the gentleman from Illinois. All right, Team Huevos, part like play time. And on this multi-legger, I say both Seattle and the New York Giants score at least 14 points. I say Geno Smith goes for 200-plus pass yards. Darren Waller goes for 40 or more receiving yards. So taking that down on an alt line. And Kenneth Walker the third. I need one measly catch. All of those leg cash. You're looking at plus 160 at bet MGM to give you some context. Uh, yeah, you do worry about the Giants. Can they actually score 14 points? Uh, and again, Seattle is number 27 VPA defense. They have been lackluster to say the least. I think they're going to have some success, whether they're there, uh, maybe occasionally on the ground, but more so with Daniel Jones than Matt Breida. So I think they'll find the end zone a couple of times. Seattle, meanwhile, has scored 37 points in back-to-back games. And again, this Giants defense uh, is highly vulnerable to say the least. Uh, like numero dos, Gino Smith should be able to get over this uh, with relative ease. He's done this in two or three games. He's number 10 in uh, adjusted air yards per attempt on the season. Giants giving up 7.32 pass yards per attempt and 227 pass yards per game. He will throw for at least two bills. Darren Waller, I agree with Lundy. He mentioned it already on the standard line. I think he could cruise past that. All I need is 40 yards. Yeah, he's only done it in one of three games, but he is number six among all tight ends in the league in target percentage and number two in total air yards. And Seattle's allowed a couple of guys to go over 40 yards at the plus-size position already this season. And then Walker the third, one catch. He's done on every game. And the Giants have allowed four receptions per game to the running back position. So, again, Seattle and New York, 14-plus points each. Geno, 200-plus pass yards. Darren Waller, 40-plus receiving earns. And Kenneth Walker, the third. I need one catch. All those occur, plus 160 at BetMGM. Before I go back to the gridiron, I'm going to work in a baseball bet too, Lundy, just to shut you up. Uh, I'm going to take the Minnesota Twins to take their series, and the Philadelphia Phillies to do the same and take their series. If you take both of those teams to win their series and parlay them at DraftKings plus 177, how do you like them apples, Lundy? 
Atta boy, finally getting some baseball action out of you here. I'm proud of you, my man. Great call, by the way. I like the Twins and I like the Phillies. Yeah, Twins are uh, balling right now. No team in Major League Baseball, not even the Bravos, has scored more runs than them since September 1st. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Minnesota flying under the radar a little bit, and the pitching staff has also been top five in TR, uh, Team ERA over the last month. All right, uh, back to the gridiron. Uh, I'm going to go back to Kenneth Walker the third. I have so much action on this dude. Uh, give me him for an anytime touchdown, minus 110. Uh, the odds have come way down. This opened at minus 140, for example, at BetMGM, so I I think minus 110 is a decent value here. He's already got four touchdowns on the season, 14 total red zone uh, touches as well. That's number three among all qualifying running backs. I mentioned New York's woes defensively, number 23 in EPA Rushdy. Uh, they've allowed four touchdowns to the running back position. So I think Walker the third spikes one home. Tonight, speaking of Walker the Third, uh, on this SGP, and maybe you want to put in anytime touchdown, make it even juicier, by all means do so. But on this two leg, I'm going to keep it simple, correlate, synergize, and bring it all together. I say he catches two balls, and uh, those two passes go for at least 10 yards. So 10 plus receiving yards, minus 110. If you put those together right now at BetMGM, he's run a decent amount of routes. 10 per game is what he's averaging, along with he is number two in yards per route run so far in the young year. He's caught 80% of his attended targets, uh, seeing uh, right around 10.4% uh, of the team target share, uh, 10 total targets if you want to strip it down and look at that. Uh, he has got over this in two or three games. And again, the Giants... Uh, they have allowed uh, 40 receiving yards per game and four receptions per game to the running back position. So I think Kenneth Walker will do some damage as a pass catcher, as a runner. Uh, he's going to be damn Mr. Fantasy all over the place if you're needing a nice little output uh, from him tonight. And then finally, Lundy, I attended the University of Illinois. Uh, the number one draft pick for the Seattle Seahawks and last April's draft was another than the island corner that is Devin Witherspoon. Give me the over on Spoon. Five and a half total tackles plus assists. Uh, he has done this in one two games. Because remember, he missed week one uh, coming off that hang, hamstring injury. So he went five tackles. A little bit limited snap share there in week two. And then he was full go last week. He had 11 combined in that matchup. Uh, and I think he's going to be targeted. He's been targeted 18 times already, only given up a 50% catch rate. He's been outstanding. But if you test him, he's got to, you know, attack in the open field. He can creep in the box, play the run as well. Uh, maybe uh, lasso and wrangle down Daniel Jones in the open field as well. I don't care where he gets there. Just give me the over on five and a half tackles plus assists. And that's minus 120 at BetMGM. All right, we're out of time here on the Fade 5 Podcast. Do us a favor and drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this broadcast. And follow Nate Lundy on the X at Nate Lundy. And follow me on the X at Noisy Huevos. Program reminder, Lundy is on vacation. Uh, he's going to Mexico. Uh, Mas tequila, my friend, for the next few days. I am in Las Vegas to see you two with a sphere, believe it or not, on Thursday. So I will try to roll out a solo edition of the Fade Five before the Bears-Commanders game. You have to bet on it in order to actually watch a single second of it. The Bears are just terrible. Taking over everything, Commanders, in that game. And I'll also probably be back with another pod as a solo sometime on Saturday 
not Friday, uh, because I'm on a plane and my kid's got uh, senior night as local high school. I got to walk the field with him. So I got a lot going on the next few days. And again, Lundy is on Siesta. Have fun, my friend. And again, uh, tip back the entire bottle and swallow the worm, please. And thank you for the wonderful Nate Lundy. I'm Brad Evans. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.